Hey everyone, welcome back to Lash Boss Radio. I'm Shelby, your host, and today we're going to talk about the hiring and firing process and what that can teach you. This goes for both employees and employers. There's something to be learned from each experience um, that you are sharing together. I'm going to share some things that I have learned um, through when somebody leaves the company or I let them go. First, seems pretty obvious, but is there a system or protocol that you can implement to prevent the same outcome if it wasn't the desired outcome? Like, or if it was somehow negative in some way, or you wish it would have gone differently, what is a system that you can implement to avoid that from repeating itself? And I think also, if you leave a company or if, um, a company lets you go or you decide to, or if somebody leaves your company, um, what did you learn from them? Sometimes in interviews, I really like to ask what was their last experience like at where they worked open-ended. I really like to hear whether they frame it positively or negatively. If they only have negative things to say, um, that typically is not like there are probably negative there's another side to that story too and typically I find that people that are self-aware and can reflect and appreciate good things and just say like these are the things that I um, was expecting and didn't receive but I I did learn a lot or or something positive it just shows that it's you have some good qualities within you. You um, just being self-aware, honestly, is like a great trait. It just means that you're open to growth. And um, you, typically when somebody is self-aware, they're good communicators. And that's really important when working with people, because if things are like festering for someone or even like sometimes employers don't fully share like their true thoughts about something with an employee until way later or when it's like boiling over. And those things are just not healthy communicate. Like that's not a healthy form of communication. It's not productive. So when I see self-awareness and when I see like some positivity in someone's um, perspective, I, I do like to work with those type of people because those are people that like you can – um, support and they support you. And like, it's a mutually positive relationship. If you feel like unsupported or like you can't talk to someone you work for, um, why is that? Why is that? And likewise, if you're noticing that people don't feel comfortable talking to you and it's like coming from another source or something, why is that? Do you not um, facilitate communication regularly? So you should plan for regular communication um, processes like one-on-ones and meetings and check-ins and just, yeah, I think that that's important because then you know that you are doing what you need to be doing Um to open the communication and if somebody's not communicating to you it might be them because sometimes it's not always about you I've spoken about this in another 
episode about leading. So when you're leading a client, it sounds like, oh my gosh, you're going to love this set. Um, It's so beautiful. Leading to an employee would sound like you're just expecting one answer and it better be positive. So if you ask open-ended questions and genuinely come from a place of curiosity and like wanting to know, and they can feel that because that's an energy you put off. It's also your tone of voice and like the words you choose. And you really try to like give them that. If they don't communicate at that point, that is on them. And they'll figure that out eventually. Like, or maybe they won't. And maybe you just find that you guys aren't a good fit because clearly communication is not two-sided. Every time somebody leaves, I ask myself, like I check in with myself and I'm just like, how am I feeling about this? Um, Is there something that I wish like I would have done differently? Um, Did I give them all the tools that they needed? Did I make them feel seen and heard? Um, And sometimes the answer was no. And I, I don't know. I, I think that that is okay to recognize and acknowledge and grow from. All of us have grown um, in our lives, but I think that when it comes to business, it's very easy to fall into the I know best. Actually, like if you listen more, you'll be a much better leader and it won't feel like you're just someone's boss. Like they will feel like they can rely on you and trust you and communicate with you a lot more. Um, especially when there's like processes for that. So over time, like I've realized like, oh, there's this system that I need to implement. How can I avoid this from happening? And one of the biggest things that turnover has taught me, I have actually in, in the salon, there's really low turnover. Um, people typically stay for a couple of years and the ones that I felt didn't stay for that long. It was, there was kind of like a, 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 um, There was kind of a common denominator, and I think that it definitely had to do with our onboarding and training. If that is not systemized and if there's not actually enough time or resources to allot to training somebody properly in whatever role it is, that person does not feel good in that role for very long. Um, there's a lot of things that we could actually get really deep and like dive into, but overall that person is not going to feel like this was what they expected. Um, and that's the biggest thing that wears novelty off very fast. Even if they were like super gung ho on working there and then all of a sudden that like light starts to dim, um, it's typically related to the onboarding and training process. Now, if there's other things going on, like there's so many factors that can go into this, but if there's something going on, like clients aren't rebooking with that person or other artists aren't jiving with that person, what can you implement in your company to help that? So say the team isn't really feeling the new person Is there any team bonding things that you guys can do outside of work to get to know one another? Um, There's times when I hear from people in my company today, oh, I really love so-and-so. At first, I like wasn't sure about her, but now I really love her. And a lot of people say, oh, it was after this trip that we went on together because we do like an annual 
team trip and it's just for personal time, it's not for work, people bonded. And you start to see people as people, not like, oh, this new girl, like taking all my clients and stuff like that, that type of like thought process shouldn't be happening. Um, and also, are you hiring people too quickly? And so people are resenting them because they're still trying to build up their books and you just hired someone. I have been guilty of that a few times. And it always, I always shot myself in the foot when I did that because I was like, I love this person. I think they're great. I, I would love to have them here. But it wasn't the right time, and therefore that relationship was severed. And sometimes it would, like, even be both of the newest people. Like, someone has been here for three months, and then someone else comes on board. And you think, like, that would be enough time. But if you're not actually tracking your productivity and your team, like, your retention and pre-book and all of those numbers, you actually might be hiring people before the company is ready to take on a new person. It's usually whenever your productivity as a team is around 80%. And if it's not, if one person's productivity is lower, look at their retention and their pre-book numbers because that's probably telling you something about client satisfaction with that person, with that artist. So when that happens, when you can notice that someone's metrics are a lot lower, that person needs to be poured into more. It's that per There's nothing wrong with this person. They actually need you. And something is wrong with your training and your processes that so something is not happening. And if you feel like you keep saying the same things over and over again, you just feel like it's not working. That's another thing. But if that person just feels like they are doing what they're supposed to be doing and they just don't know or like it was just information overload at first and they were like thrown into it and now their client retention is low, they are getting down on themselves, they're not booked. And the, these are just like cycles and snowball effects that happen. Um, so what you don't need is a new person. This person that you hired three months ago needs to be trained again on certain things and refreshed again. And um, that would probably have a greater effect than hiring someone else because now you're allotting all of your resources to now training this new person when actually this person is about to leave because she's still not improving and her situation's not improving. So I know that was a little bit of a rant, but I'm looking back on things um, as they happen in my life and seeing like what was my role in that. And I think that that's super valuable. Actually, there was a girl that um, worked for us before and she didn't show up to her last shift um, or actually she didn't just she just didn't show up to work one day. And it was following a talk that I had with her where I was very firm, but there was no ugliness. It was just like, I'm holding you accountable for this. I literally just heard you say this in front of a client into another person and it was totally unacceptable. And there was an apology said in that talk, but this person just didn't show up. I know how I handled that, that, um, talk. Right. And I know that, um, sure. Like maybe I could have just like asked more questions in, in the interview, but there are certain people that it's not always about you. And sometimes it is about them. But if it's like you really think everything is about other people and you're not able to recognize like what you can change, what you can improve, then that's a red flag. But this isn't to say like you're responsible for literally every single person like having their own stuff. 
sometimes people just don't mesh well. People just aren't self-aware. And these are qualities that there was change implemented after this because there was qualities that I made sure to look for in the next person versus just blaming myself for something that actually didn't have to do with me. Pretty much everyone else, there was something that I did feel responsible for, whether it was like not giving them enough training and time and like attention. This happened a lot whenever I had two salons and it was a big factor for me wanting to consolidate into one salon after having two because I felt like everything was split. My time and energy was split and I was still building salon one while salon two was getting off the ground and new hires weren't getting a hundred percent of anyone because everyone else was busy and I was usually the one training. So what was that? That's the onboarding and training process. That's not understanding like you weren't supposed to expand to number two because you weren't using all of your resources at one before that. Meaning there you could expand your hours. You could expand the days that you're open. You could offer split shifts and hire more people in just that one building without changing your overhead much versus having another location that might actually be taking away from this one because it's too close or um, just because you feel like you need to open the second one. So all of this to say, um, usually there's something that I've implemented after. And even the reflection of like, hey, is this second location working out? And being unafraid to just say, you know, I want to change the course of this. I want this to, I think that doing this is a better option. If I had a lot of ego and pride, that would be a much harder decision. And I may still have been white knuckling my way through trying to maintain two locations and then the same process is repeating. So ever since um, consolidating to one, I have always been like affirmed that it was the right decision. And there has been a lot of growth since doing that. There has been other things like employees that have stolen that does have a lot to do with that person, but is there systems you can implement to where that's not even a temptation, to where that's not even available to happen? Even in situations where someone had been lying about something and I had to fire them, I still reflected on what system or what something can be done to not even have that be an opportunity. Sometimes that's um, appointing a manager, especially on times when you're not there. And a lot of it is just communicating with the entire team on what's going on. Um, a lot of times I like I love to ask, like, what is something that would be more helpful that the desk can do? Or like, is there anything that any advice you have for the desk that makes y'all's lives easier? And framing that in that way versus trying to come at it like, so give me the scoop on this and that. That's not what I that's not the point. It's really to just how can we help each other grow and um, doing the same thing to the desk and saying like, hey, is there anything that um, you feel like the artist could be doing differently that would make um, things a little lighter for you? And um, a lot of times like things come up like, hey, yeah, I've been noticing this and that and I'm able to like facilitate those conversations and it not be like a crazy big deal or big incident or it turn into something else. I just think um, 
communicating with the team, even just opening the conversation of like just areas of improvement for each other, themselves and myself. Like what is something that I can help you with or like do differently? Um, I really support those type of healthy conversations. They're really productive. They're really effective. And you tend to catch things that are bothering people um, before. And if they see that like you, you take their thoughts and feelings truly into consideration because you actually care, those people feel really safe at work and they feel really comfortable because when something does come up, they know they can talk to you about it. I have heard, especially lately, um, in separate conversations with some of the team about something, I heard, I trust you. And I trust that if something was, um, if something was wrong, you would address it. And that really affirmed for me that the team is really um, feeling safe. And I think that that's important when you work somewhere, you have to have trust and you have to work places where you like the people that you're working with and you feel um, safe to communicate exactly what you feel. Something I also think about is was there any warning signs? So say somebody's quitting and it it really has never come to, as a surprise. I can't think of a time that somebody quit that I kind of didn't already know that was about to happen. So when you see it in other people, can you talk to them and check in with them and just really try to see if there's anything like how can we make if if leaving is what is best for you? How can we make this like a healthy split or like an amicable split? It doesn't have to be ugly. You don't have to be an ass to quit somewhere. You also don't have to bash each other when leaving a, any sort of relationship, even a professional one. Sometimes you just, you know, I think realizing that you guys are like your employer, your employee, you guys are, were connected for a time and just being grateful for any amount of time that is. And also, yeah, just feeling gratitude for that person versus trying to say anything negative to them. Typically, that means that like something within you is feeling defensive about it and you feel like you have to say something to validate that um that like you weren't in the wrong I think when you approach it like hey this person their journey continues I was a part of that journey um I think that they're great maybe they're not perfect maybe there's something that you wish would have gone differently but you could all like there's always like forward motion like there's always some growth to be had and some lesson to be learned by everyone you cross paths with um especially professionally so yeah um I am actually friends with several people that have once worked for me, and there's some people I'm not. Another reason why somebody might not work somewhere is if they don't feel appreciated and seen if they only hear the negative things that they do and not anything positive, um, if they don't hear enough praise. Like, that actually matters to some people. Think, like, words of affirmation. That's some people's love language, and when you only come at them with criticism – that can break someone's spirit. And um, I was guilty of this too, especially in my first couple years um, owning a salon that I really would look for like what things can be improved. And it came from a place of like wanting just improvement and growth. 
but the delivery and the emotion behind it mattered a lot. Um, it's what what are they doing right? And do you say that as much as you're saying what can be approved on? Um, because, yeah, it, I think it affects how people feel and how people feel affects the way that they think and how they think affects their actions. So if somebody doesn't feel that good about you or about the company anymore, yeah, they will probably exit. Lastly, in the hiring process, I know we mentioned earlier about um, some of the questions that you can ask where you're finding the qualities in somebody like self-awareness and um, the growth mindset. If you are just trying to get warm bodies in the building, if you'll hire just anyone, sometimes that hurts a company a great deal because if that person is like straight out of beauty school and they um, are going to require a ton of training and your training process isn't solid, that just doesn't really end well. If you have the resources to train somebody from start to finish, great. If they're a great person especially, but if you don't, you really – like your applicants are limited to um, – it's equal to the amount of time and resources you have to give to training somebody and onboarding somebody and integrating them into the company in a great way. You know what I hear a lot? Like, I think there was a post, what is something you struggle with as a salon owner? And I just was curious to read some of the answers. And a lot of people wrote, nobody wants to work anymore and everyone is entitled. And I was like, I don't have that problem, and I haven't even since COVID. Um, every single person that worked with the company came back after COVID except one. She moved to Houston, and she was actually scared, like, about COVID. Um, still love her and support her, though. Um, but, yeah, I think that people not wanting to even apply to where you work has um, – something to do with the messaging that is being sent about the culture in your company or word of mouth or maybe they just don't feel like that's a good fit for them so communicate better and um, having this mindset of like nobody wants to work actually look at yourself and think what could you be doing differently um, are you are you putting that energy out for that right person or are you really just looking for anyone and then complaining about them when they're not the right fit this isn't always like a fun topic just because you really have to like look inward and look at um, your own role and everything you also have to like look back on people that you think of fondly but like that it there were things that went wrong on both parts and yeah all, all we can do is really Look for the good in people, uh, recognize areas of growth and communicate those in a healthy and productive way. Um, equally question like yourself and like what you would have liked to see differently on their part and see if there are ways that you can um, implement or facilitate that to just happen more um, easily in the future and be grateful for the lessons and be grateful for those things that didn't work out. Um, there's usually a reason for that. Maybe it was that they were destined to do something else or go somewhere else. Maybe, um, that person was just not meant for, for you too. So gratitude for it all. And, um, yeah, there's always so much lessons to be learned by both losing clients and, um, 
you know, people that you work with. So hope you guys enjoyed this episode and I'll be back very soon for the next one.